Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is, of course, a comic book show where we take the comic books from the past week, we, we, we recap them, we, 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 there's too many we's and re's. We review them. We tell you what we thought about them, and then we recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Of course, there's so much more to talk about. There's news, reviews, and all that stuff in between. Um, but uh, there's not a ton of big industry news to cover at the moment. Okay. Uh, there are mm-hmm. rumors and so forth out there, but Nothing like the Jim Lee stuff from last right, year. Right, right, right. Okay, that's Which, fair. if you missed that episode, you missed a dinger, a humdinger, if you will. Swing by that episode and so many more here on Compop Returns by simply liking the video, subscribing to the channel, clicking the bell for notifications. There's only 20 or so steps to take in order to be notified when you want to watch a live show on YouTube nowadays. If you do that, we know that we know how much hard work it was. You're one of the special and ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, we, we appreciate it. We, we do. Know. We, we know do how many it. steps it took you to get there. It's true. There is, you can see the the select few that show up in the beginning, and that's because of the efforts they took. And uh, well, you know, their schedule helps. The schedule yeah, doesn't they have, hurt. Like, if they happen to. Oh, if they're around? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if you're getting out of work and you join us whenever, we mm-hmm. love that too. Yeah, we appreciate it. You can watch the show after the fact, in, in fact. Or if you want to listen to it, you can always uh, check out Off the Rack Comics or Off the Rack Reviews. Uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere where podcasts are found. Uh, give us a five-star rating because who cares what the numbers are or the stars? All that matters is that uh, we keep doing this for a living, which we do appreciate. And of course, uh, we can continue to do so by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment here on the chat and we will read it here on the show and it'll be part of it forever uh, like these fine people uh, right now. And here we go. This is how we start the show. We've got a couple of Super Chats. In fact, there's one that uh, this... Handy dandy program that I pay uh, top dollar for did not uh, retain. Uh, Bryce Harriet, hi guys. Tiffany, thank you for recommending Die. Yay! I wasn't ready for it back when it came out, but now I'm a DM and a storyteller, so it hits really hard. Yay! Yeah, Die is definitely one of those books where it like it'll it'll find you when you're ready for it. That's it right. Really fits in well with its lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And comics are like that. You know, they're just waiting for you on the shelves. Like maybe they uh, maybe they don't reach the audience at, of their time, but they'll still be there waiting. It's why I'm always so like up in arms when I find a book out of print or when a you know series is forgotten. It's like, well, it's just. It, but but if only for mm-hmm. the right time, that book will be there. Yeah. Uh, Hulkzilla, thank you for your generosity. Says Happy Monday. Looking forward to your thoughts on the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Much appreciation to you and the crew as always. Best wishes to you too, Hulkzilla. Thanks not, a lot. Not just Monday. It is MLK Day. That's well. right. Yes. You're in the states if you are in the states i mean in the world he definitely had an effect hopefully yes. but uh for the most part it was uh it was an american holiday yes but uh yes happy happy mlk day to you all out there uh and yes i i, I didn't know this there's an ultimate spider-man book that came out this week interesting i didn't hear um, anything about that well uh hopefully we'll talk about it if we do it'll probably be towards the end of the show but uh are there uh did you see any any interesting news or any uh any any topics for discussion today uh, that came about in the comic book world. I myself didn't see much. No. You know, nothing nothing but huge. That's, maybe that's okay. I think so. It's nice for, to have a quiet day once in a while. Right. That's that's good. <laughs> this doesn't always have to be drama. No, no. I mean, and, and if there is, it's usually manufactured. Uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, what's it? Quick Nards says, wish me luck on my last semester of high school. Question, what is your favorite indie book of all time? Well, Quick Nards, good luck to you. Much luck uh, to you. Break a leg out you there. Thank you very much uh, for uh, supporting us. And of course, good luck with uh, the future after high school. Um, take inventory. Look around. You know, it'll be there in your brain, whether you loved it or hated it uh, forever. So make sure to at least uh, take a minute. You know, like when uh, my childhood friend 
he he moved away long ago, but his parents uh, moved on uh, and they sold their uh, beloved childhood home. It was one of my favorite places to go. And uh, one of the things that I uh, knew about, thankfully, was this uh, this method of like saying goodbye, like get, being allowed to mourn uh, places, things that you uh, would otherwise uh, you know take for granted. And so I went there uh, alone and I was just like, and just, you know, thanked the house for everything that it gave me. And, uh, and it makes it hurt less. I think yeah, when I drive I by agree. it every day. I like that. Um, yeah. And Anthony Bergamini says, Could wait, cut. what's your favorite indie book of all time? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, I think <laughs> I have to say Ninja Turtles because Ninja Turtles is technically an independent uh, movie and comic book okay. and uh, much more successful than they probably anticipated in uh, both respects. What an impossible question. I know. Right. Cause you are the can't. indie person here. I can't. I, I don't know. Uh, part of us say Saga. Mm-hmm. Part of us say I Kill Giants. Yeah, yeah. All right. Both of them had a very strong impact on you and yeah. uh, our, our excellent works. And uh, amazingly enough, by two different creators. It's yeah. not like, oh, it's just whatever Brian K. Vaughn's working on. Right, or whatever Kieran Gillen's writing. Exactly, but no. Because I love Once a Future, too. Mm-hmm, that's so right. Good. Uh, yeah, and uh, Anthony Bergamini, could Donny Cates' big return be on Wolverine? It could be, if he is, in fact, big returning. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Donny Cates uh, since the last thing we heard about Donny Cates. Mm. So uh, I'm wishing him returning. well. I hope it all works out. But uh, I have not heard anything about it, and uh, I don't have much in the way of theories, especially because I don't know the state of Donny Cates. Um, we talked about the, uh, the speculation about Wolverine, because, of course, the rumor was that uh, Greg Capullo is going to be drawing Wolverine. Makes sense. Makes sense. I've seen the pages. They're amazing. Um, I would love that. I think a Donny Cates, Greg Capullo, Wolverine would be cool, but I also would be okay if uh, Scott decided to like bomb in for a six to 12 issue uh, run mm-hmm. to just do his run on Wolverine. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, so there's a couple books that came out this past week. Uh, what do you uh, want to talk about first? Um, I don't know. Well, let me let me talk about a very quick book. Okay. Uh, Transformers number four, or Transformers, as the uh, opening movie narration guy used to pronounce it, uh, from Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. This uh, series marks the, uh, not penultimate, but uh, it's heading towards its inevitable conclusion uh, for Daniel Warren Johnson's art. Uh, mm. D-Dubs is going to be stepping back. I believe he's still writing it, but uh, a new writer or new artist will be on the scene Interesting to helm the visual direction of the Transformers series um, for Skybound and part of the, uh, huh. you know, the Energon universe, which I fully expected, though it was not uh, advertised or discussed uh, in its rollout. Okay, okay. No pun intended or capital letters in that one. But uh, yeah, I uh, th- this issue is as as, it, as with every Transformers issue, with every Daniel Warren Johnson issue, full of heart, mm-hmm. full of grit, lots of action, uh, you know, beautifully and spectacularly, you might even say, depicted. Um, you you start to feel for these cold automatons. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, Will I Mike do. Will Mike Spicer be staying on, do you think? I or do doubt you think it. they're going to just go with whoever fits best? I think part of the reason why D-Dubs isn't drawing the issue, and I have no idea, we've never talked about it, but uh, I, would, I would suspect that part of the reason why uh, Daniel Warren Johnson would not draw the next uh, run of Transformers would be because he wants to work on something personal. And if sure. he's going to work on something personal, he's going to need Mike Spicer to swing in and, and color the damn Makes thing. Sense. Makes sense. So I would say I would, I wouldn't want him to, <laughs> to help color okay. uh, the next series. Well, unless he can do it all. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, let him, let him take that. Let, that, that no, if he has the opportunity, definitely take that job, but I don't want his work to suffer yeah, in any way for the next Daniel Warren Johnson independent book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it, 
you know, Spike's father learns a valuable lesson. Uh, uh, Optimus Prime gets a new appendage uh, from an unlikely source. Uh, I don't want to give away too much. It's only four issues, and the, the issues read real quick, which is why it's important when you have, like, a book that has spectacular art. Uh, if it does read quick, if you realize, oh, my God, I just got to the end of the issue, and I've only read it. I, I, I spent, like, six minutes. Go back. Just look at the art. You know, give, okay. give, it, give it the time it deserves. Um, but uh, good luck to Skybound and their endeavors. Yeah, yeah. Hope it works out for them. Awesome. Um, I read Luke Cage this week. Yes, it's, Luke Cage Gang War. It's, it's like four issues. It was like, why not? I'm here. Right. Let's do this. I'm already um, here. Why the hell not? Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, like, like I said, like I kind of just wish there was a Luke Cage book, like or like a mini, another mini that well, wasn't if it sells, into... maybe we'll get one. Oh, to an event. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like they are very much like yes, things are happening in New York, and obviously the mayor of New York needs to react to that, and so this is the book for that. But it's also an opportunity for you know Luke to be a hero again, even though there's a, a an entire act that says you can't do that. But basically, <laughs> he's kind of like in this issue, he's like arrest me because mm-hmm. like otherwise you, you're going to die. Like there are a bunch of cops there, and they're like. Okay, so fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is written by Rodney Barnes, by the way, or by Ramon F. Box. Uh, you know, this this is fun because it's Luke, it's Jess, it's Danny. You got Cloak and Dagger in there. That is interesting for me, though. People love because, to just shoehorn those two into something because they know they're never going to get a book. Well, yeah. So it's like might as well use Cloak and Dagger here. Well, like so, like I don't know when this is all going on in terms of uh, you know gang wars, like time frame in with what is going on with. Um, x-men or yes. like the mutants right now oh yeah well. uh because technically like, i think dazzler oh no it's dazzler not cloak no sorry well no it was dagger. Sorry. it was dagger sorry i'm i i should stick to my guns dagger was taken over mm-hmm. for a bit mm, by yes. uh, vulture yeah the nightcrawler book so what is this whatever no no it's not whatever. welcome to marvel no because here's the thing is dagger is a, a character that's not used quite like very frequently at right all. so it should not, be consistent at the very least it's just with like one... oh suddenly two books have her in it like i don't understand yeah yeah like that's right well you're, you're dealing with two different offices you're dealing with like the street level office versus the mutant office and they're both able to use cloak and dagger, dagger because nobody regards them i just um, I just, I just don't get that. Yeah, that, that I just don't understand because it's such an easy thing to not do. It would have been mm-hmm. very easy to not do here or there yeah. or like to go like, hey, or to address it by or being like, hey, be like, hey, I know you just had a really rough time of it. Absolutely, you cool with like being in this. Like, mm-hmm. you cool with being got my get my back here. Like, I, I'm, I, know. I don't know, I don't know. Um, regardless, you know, the, the action in this is fun. Uh, you know, Luke and Jess's, you know, um relationship and their and their you know the way in which they operate their you know just their decorum together is is, is charming mm-hmm. you know the kids are not really involved with this you know they're at home so it's just them getting to be heroes without having to worry about anything okay uh you know they, they punch big robots all right that's, that's, that's what the cover promise he also is not wearing his suit in this which i kind of appreciate as much as i enjoy the idea of luke cage like having, having a, a superhero, superhero costume suit, which he has had a yeah. costume of sorts um, it's also just fun to see him, you know, unmasked, being Luke Cage, being like, I'm the mayor. And also, like, you know who I am. Right. Like, no, Luke Cage's uniform is whatever he's wearing at the time. Yeah. For me. That's always been the case. Right. It was fun to see him in it. And who knows if maybe he'll put it back on at the end. Um, but he takes that off in order to suit up in something else by the uh, end of this issue, thanks to uh, Danny. Um, so if you see an image of Luke out there in, like, a giant mech suit or Hulkbuster. You know why. Armor, 
noted as the cage buster. Uh, uh, that that's where this is from. Um, so you know, I think it's fun. I do wish it wasn't tethered to this. I don't know if Luke would have gotten a mini without this event though so i guess i'm thankful for yeah. that because uh, it's fun you know it's not the right it's not my favorite thing mm-hmm. um but it does make me wish that we got some more like luke and jess minis it doesn't have to be an ongoing yeah you know, like that's the true rogan gambit ones i think you're going to be more likely to see a jess book that luke is also in sure. than a luke book or a luke and jess mr and mrs x mr and mrs a kind of uh right, story right right that that's fine yeah you know I know. <laughs> I'm okay with I would, I would read that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Austin D. Adonardo, Adonardo, Adonardo says, uh, this might be odd, but what made you decide to leave teaching and pursue YouTube? A uh, number of factors, which, include, which we're up to and including uh, an unsatisfying career and a very, uh, and, and a potential, um, revenue stream i was like oh we're making money and i'm making you know because the the field was so crowded at the time uh, this is pre-pandemic year so like people didn't really expect uh to need teachers back then because mm-hmm. there were so many of them tripping through the doors like you would in my district or in the areas that i lived in uh you'd find anywhere between one to two thousand applicants for two job openings yeah um nowadays uh i don't know I don't know. I, I keep a one ear to the ground occasionally regarding the education industry, just so I can be aware of it. And so I can be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm no, I know what you're, what you're looking for. But a lot of the stuff that I was trained for is now considered to be bunk. It's really funny to see how like education grows and it changes. Evolves. It evolves. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I ditched it because I like, I was more satisfied doing this and I wanted to try it. And it was more, uh, it's more lucrative to be honest and, uh, and, and more fun. Mm, nice. Yes. And uh, Cora Valentine, MLK Day, woo! I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't read. I didn't read what back issues episode comes from, but the what did what is it you I say? Don't I don't remember what back issues it comes from, but the what is it you say you do here bit makes me smile every time I think of it. Keep it keen. Will do, Cora. Thank you so much again. Like many, like everything that comes out of my mouth, this is a reference. Uh, if you ever never checked out Office Space, watch Office Space from Mike Judge. It's one of the funniest movies made of its decade, uh, if not you know in the top ten. Um, of all time great worth checking out what would you say you do here uh, but yeah uh, more books more um i read batman and robin number five from joshua williamson and this time by nicola i'm gonna try uh that's fair Sismesha. um this is the uh this is the the issue okay so it took four issues to get here we've seen a couple of issues or a couple of moments in the series where damien is in public high school but this is an issue where we see the premise realized okay bruce wayne is at like a parent teacher meeting or a like fair mm-hmm. like you know the kids are playing soccer outside the 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 moms are seeing bruce wayne like passed out hot dogs like we're seeing like bruce may bruce wayne like you know slumming it with the regular folks which right. is exactly what i wanted to see from this if you're gonna do it if you're gonna if you're gonna like divorce batman from the bat family find the time right but or at the very least like focus on you know like he's just it's just him and damien in this universe Mm -hmm. or this time period right now um have him be a like single parent at the school you know it's fun 
Um, Damien, of course, is uh, Damien and Batman are investigating who the identity of Shush is. They think that it's uh, Damien's principal. Uh, Damien is dealing with these like soccer hooligans, not the real ones from Ireland, but rather the like douchey ones from America who think that because they play football, they're like awesome. And so they like bully Damien for drawing like manga. It's oh. Okay. Yeah, it's it's cute and fun. Mm-hmm. Reads like a YA book. Uh, unexpected Batman story. A lot of uh, very much um, in the you've I've never seen Batman look more sympathetic as Batman than in this book. Okay. You know, like every time Damien says something, it's like Batman suddenly woke up from a fog. Uh, because Damien will say things that are just so telling that like you are a tra- you are a traumatized child. Yeah. who's been robbed of a childhood. Yeah. So like every time that he says stuff, Batman's like, I'm I'm really sorry. Like. <laughs> Or like, I didn't know that. You know, and it's like, that's really nice. Like, yeah. oh my God, how cool. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, and and it's just, it's a, it's a unexpected Batman book. It's certainly the most unfamiliar Batman you'll see on the shelf. Right, um, right. But a lot of fun and uh, the art picks up or keeps up uh, with the previous, uh, of course, the original usual book is written, is drawn by Simone DeMeo. Uh, but this time, um, still keeping in step. Okay. Um, but fun stuff. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, the titling is also hilarious. And I don't know if it's like tongue in cheek or if it's deliberate, but it's it's fun. OK, and like the, like the, like the issue this titling? issue. Yeah, this okay. issue was called School Days, D-A-Z-E. And I was like, oh, boy. And then the next issue will be called High School Sucks, which can't argue with that. And maybe it's not for you. Oh, but clearly it isn't. No, I think it's hilarious. I was like, that's fun. Just love it. Some kids are going to be like, oh my God. He's right. (laughs) This Williamson guy speaks to me. Yeah, I can see that. Right? I can see that for sure. Right? It has to be that. Let's go with that. I assume. uh, Jade EZ says, uh, Mm -hmm. I pitched over on Instagram, Batman Zoranar versus Batman Who Laughs. Make it happen. But seriously, I love the show and you guys keep up the good work uh, or keep going. Thank you very much, Jade. Yeah, I'd watch that. Zoranar versus Batman Who Laughs. Yeah. If only to watch one of them kill the other. Sure. Because I'm sick of both of them. Uh, The Milkman, uh, Hickmania is running wild, brother. It's true. (laughs) It's going to run over you. It is. What are you going to do when Hickmania runs wild over you? And Bear Farmer, I've been on X-Men kick lately. What's your favorite? And X-Men kick. What's your favorite X-Men movie? I get stuck between First Class and Logan. Uh, I think it's X2. X2's got to be still the top for me. I really do like Logan. Logan's great. Yeah. The Wolverine is The Wolverine's bad. also quite good. I do like a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, I like a lot. Um, X2 is my oh, favorite. Oh, yeah, though. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what it is for me? Mm. Like I really Oh, uh, Days of Future Past. Forgot about that one. Yes, yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, uh, you know what it is like. I, I don't know. I always had like the desire, obviously, for like Rogue and Storm to be the way like, that they should be, the powerhouses that they should have been. Um, and I just feel like we haven't quite gotten that. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll never get that. But I think that's why I just don't have like I just can't get into those other movies as much. Like mm-hmm. I just I know I should let it go because it's a different iteration, it's a different take on them, and that's fine it should be like yeah. go for it but i can't get over it no so. we we didn't think we were ever gonna get it so for it's me like there. when when rogue shows up i was like that ain't rogue that's jubilee but okay <laughs> like i literally I, I was just like okay yeah you know, i don't care i'm just happy to get an x-men movie yeah you know but is is she a great rogue no you know it would end up could anna Paquin have been rogue eh, maybe i wouldn't have cast her 
I think she does a great job for what that is. But, you know, if I'm looking for 90s Rogue, which is what Marvel clearly is heading towards, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what'd you read? Uh, I read Wolverine 41. I said I would check this out. Uh, you did. It, it literally has a parental advisory on it. It says on the cover, the most violent Wolverine story ever told. Sure. I I, find, I, I think it's hard to, to that, pin that, that down. That is a tough act like to follow, really. I, like, can you really make that claim? Well, you know. Is it? I, I don't, Out of all I, the Wolverine books I, you've ever read, is it the most violent? I don't know. You know, it is trying to be very, it's hi, trying to be hyper-violent. Here's the thing about this. Okay? I love that it's parental advisory. Got, it's got the moniker on it, Fall of X, right? Obviously, this has to do with where Wolverine is right now. It's directly tied into what he's been doing in an X-Force. Uh, it does take time to explain that to you. So if you're just reading this, yeah. that's fine. It, it touts itself as being um, Sabretooth War Part 1, right? Yes, Big event written for by Wolverine. Two different authors. What? Um, yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was just uh, Percy. No, it's two two writers on this one, um, which I think is interesting. On the cover, it's Percy and Lavelle, and then on I appreciate this on the credits page, they flop it. It's uh, Lavelle, Lavelle and, and Ben Percy out oh, writing. That's cute. Uh, Jeff Shaw and Corey Smith uh, doing like art art for this book. Cool. Okay, Jeff uh, Shaw doing Wolverine. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, like. There's nothing wrong with this mm-hmm. at all. And I think it's actually a smart move and, and we can get into that. But like, I'm really right now, I'm in the fall of the House of X. And yes. I understand their desire to do this book because it's like, it's a great setup for what has been leading up to this point. Sure. Wolverine has had a, his hand in a lot of things right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's like, well, this is the chance. This is the shot. Let's go for it. There's a bunch of saber tooths. Let's, let's jump in there. He yeah. didn't really get a chance to experience too much of actual Krakoa or saber tooth didn't um and wolverine has like you know some of his family around him up in x-force laura's there uh akiru is there um and and you know he's like feeling it right now because he's most of the mutants are gone gene is gone scott has been arrested and is going to trial potentially execution Mm um you know like he's Pulling close to the people around him. It's his birthday. Oh, coming up. Well, that means the sober Tabor did that to come because that's what he used to do in the nineties. Yeah, so that's literally what's happening. Um, you know, Sabretooth has like his group of saber teeth. No they notes. They don't call him that. I just that's that's your. I don't, what are saber tooths? Right. No, it's got to be. I can't. I can't say that. I, I can't mean, say saber tooth is saber tooth is a proper noun. So technically, if there are multiple saber tooth. Then it should be saber tooths. Saber tooths. But even then, but saber teeth is just as good. No, it's not. He's got his group. Yeah, you know, he got like cap saber tooth, savage land sa- lady saber tooth. What? And just you know, there's all sorts of saber teeth. Okay. They're all running around, right? And essentially, they are. They go back to Krakoa. They're gonna like you know be like, all right, here we go. We're what? They're gonna take over? Oh, they like they didn't get the memo. They didn't get the memo. They didn't get the memo. So they are. Um, you know, they show up. They're like, oh, right. Oh, so they pee on everything. They're like, "This is mine now." Mine, 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 mine. Um, they just see the you know sentinels around the island. Kid Omega decides to show up because I guess we need to get him off the table. It'll be interesting to see what Percy does with that in um, X Force. Okay, uh, Kid Omega dies. Oh, and is eaten. Oh, I mean, like that's the kind of like they're like we are we are really good. And I was like, sure. Okay, whatever. I mean, like. I don't know. It's no violent than more violent than other things I've read. So right, maybe right, that's right. what it is. Am I desensitized? Well, is or does it feel like it's egregious? I don't know. You know, whatever. Um, so they, you know, they eat him. 
and, and then, and then they go, they figure out where to go and they go up to where, where they are in the greenhouse, you know, and, and, and they fight some folks and they, they kill, um, Hiro or Dokken, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they cut them like him and another mutant up and he's they spell it happy birthday from their limbs and i guess that's what they're saying is that's, that's pretty violent yeah those are limbs right and and again he, here is what you're hearing from my voice and it's not that i'm like this is dumb this is whatever this is sabertooth and wolverine right this here, is what you'd expect here is what you'd expect right and why i think that for me i'm like meh meh i'm sure this is going to have some effect on what wolverine is doing this is mm -hmm. obviously going to affect what's going on in x-force unfortunately i think this is therefore i'm going to have to follow this going forward yeah um it's not really what i'm looking for from what's going on in the fall of house of x yeah right like it's just right not... this is not in tone or in theme with the with the fall unless it's like we're we're we're, we're this is the final confrontation between between saber tooth and wolverine right something we didn't build up at all during any of hawks pox or the or rocks yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um that said i get why they did this for a couple of reasons, maybe. I don't have any insider information or I don't know anything. Um, but one, I mean, if you're Ben Percy, who knows how long he'll be writing for these characters. Yeah, probably want, not as want, long. You want to tell the story, right? You want to tell a Wolverine Sabretooth story. Yes. Getcha, right? Right. Additionally, not everyone has been loving the Krakoan era. Not everyone wants the fall of X. Not like, you know, not, not everyone cares about Dominions and uh -huh. all that stuff, right? So what do you do? You sell them onto something that they can wrap their heads around and it just happens to be taking place within the guise of this other right this happened thing. during fall it's of like, x it's, it's like why it's, no one else is involved it's like it's within the parentheses you know what i mean it's yes like, boom, here yeah. it is and and so i completely get that it is it is definitely wolverine has been that book that has like often been tied to things that directly were going on with krakoa and then sometimes just felt like it was its own thing because it's wolverine you can do that wolverine drifts in and out right He's yeah intrinsically tied to what's going on with x-men mutantum and krakoa yep but also he goes to madripoor and like whatever you know he does his thing so i totally get them wanting to make sure this book was coming out yes like if, that, it, it's, if a, that it's is, an alternative to you're still reading stuff about Krakoa and this is definitely set within like Krakoan tech and there's people from X-Force there and all that. Yeah. But the fact is, it is just, is a Wolverine and, and Sabretooth book and they're going to battle it out. People are going to get in like the, the way. way. Yeah. You know, so right now, obviously there's no uh, resurrection protocol. So. So Kid Omega is dead again. Uh, yet again. Forever. That is, that is the other thing too. Like, he's died several times at this point. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Right now that here's the thing too. Like, is this happening? I don't know because like kid Omega was like in the midst of doing some stuff. Or, like, right. Maybe so, it's like a projection or is know. he going to pull an old man Logan and then pop out of all the, all the saber teeth. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see to me, my body parts. And then they're Shroom? just going to flump. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying it isn't, you know, well executed. I'm just saying, like, I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is doing what it needs to be doing. It's just, I'm definitely more interested in Dominions and stuff. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, just just from a, a cursory glance at a couple of pages, it suggests to me that it's no different than like a Mark Tessiera, uh Wolverine saber tooth fight. Sure. You know, like I, I picture uh, Klaus Jansen. They, they haven't actually even fought yet. No, I'm just seeing violence, yeah. but I'm seeing saber tooth commit them. I mean, you know, it's like, all right. You know, yeah. 
right? Like, it does. It does seem bloodier than Predator versus Wolverine. Which oh, sure. Is disappointing to be sure. <laughs> Also written by Ben Percy. Would have been interesting to see that. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, there Again, you go. I'm not so like... if, you're, if, if you're looking for an alternative, if you're like, I'm not, I'm not digging on Fall of X. I don't like any of this crap. Maybe Wolverine is maybe Sabretooth War is your uh, is your right. is your way out. Or if you're looking for just like more of like a little more, it, there's definitely an increased amount of violence in this book, and I'm not saying that's bad. You know what I read? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may, maybe that's the, the, the that's part of it. Like maybe that's what this this event is going to be hardcore. Right. It should have said the most violent Wolverine story you've ever seen so far. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, Dante Cook says, uh, Hi, Silent Tiffany. Did you hear that the deluxe edition of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow will be released this July? It will be just in time for my 31st birthday. That's fine by me. Well, happy birthday, John. Happy Dante. Birthday. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yes, I did hear about that. Uh, it's going to have, quote, bonus material. I love bonus material. My guess is it'll have a sketch or something. I don't think I knew it was July. Yeah, I I just heard about it yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, if you love that book, pre-order it if you like, or if you have never read it, you know, and you want a big hardcover edition. I don't even know how big it's going to be. Mm. I just know they're calling it deluxe. Uh, the 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 promotional material for it is the same cover as the first issue or the trade paperback, but in a disappointing font. It says deluxe edition next to it. It's just that's DC's approach to this whole thing. Yeah, make a movie. Yeah, uh, win some awards or at least get nominated for them. But for the love of God, don't spend more than a, more than you have to. Eight issues. Everyone's favorite number of issues for a series. Uh, Chunky Jesus, uh, thanks for generosity. Says Kampav Wu. I really only picked up a hobby, uh, a little this hobby, a little over a year ago, and found uh, you all right at the start. Uh, I genuinely uh, only oh think I've stuck with it because uh, of you two. So thanks for introducing me to this world. Well, thanks, Chunky Jesus, for your support and uh, for digging on this hobby. Yeah, I hope you enjoy you so it. You know, don't let uh, this thing spiral out of control. I'm glad we could be there to help kind of like guide you a little bit on this journey. You know, don't be afraid to go off the beaten path, but also, you know, just uh, just enjoy it. Yeah. Don't let the noise uh pollute the conversation or your own enjoyment of something you know, just uh, just dig on it and when you stop take a break when yeah. you're when you're done you know with your break come back um and the way to do it is just to be like oh uh, i heard something is pretty cool i'm gonna check it out mm -mm. you know and then do that and then go from there and then you know wh what uh, what drew you the most the creator or the uh, or the character mm -hmm. and then if it's one or the other you go in that direction then you go and you find the next thing if there is a next thing to right. be found uh, so yeah, but thanks, man. Absolutely. What else we got? Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Power of Ten, Powers of Ten. Yes, Rise of the one. Powers of Ten came out by Kieran Gillen with art by R.B. Silva. Yay! Looks great. Of course. Um, really love this cover. You know, shows you this like future team. You know, we we're doing or it's like poetry, guys. It rhymes. It started <laughs> with uh, House of X and Powers of Ten. Yep. And now we have the fall of the House of X and the and the rise of the Powers of Ten. Yes. So, uh, we all knew. If you had read um, Powers of Ten, you should have been prepared for this to be uh, probably a little time traveling, a little potentially jumpy. We haven't done much jumping except in this one. We, mm -hmm. we went ahead 10 years. Right. Um, definitely should have seen uh, Dominions and, and all of that come in because right. that is very much what is a part of Powers of Ten. We talk a lot about Moira's. Uh, various Ugh, lives, yes, the different timelines in Powers of Ten. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so Rise of the Powers of Ten, we were going to talk a little bit about that too. We get a couple of, of graphics that show us 
um, you know, the timelines mainly focusing on the sinisters with the incorporation of uh, Moira stuff in there as well. Yeah. Gillen obviously very much is into this whole idea of sinister and a sinister one or Nathaniel Essex wanting to reach dominion status. Yeah. Uh, to be outside of time and, um, and space and such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So um, this is, this is very much about that. Right. But ties into the thought of dominion, the thought of the like 10 years in the future where it's like Omega Sentinels been sent there in order to prevent the downfall of, of, nimrod oh yeah and um at, at the hands of of the mutants who would use the phoenix force to like burn him out essentially uh, okay um so she comes from like a a, a a timeline where that happened and so she is sent there to prevent that from occurring mm-hmm. um and um in doing so uh the humanity has also gotten in the way just as it did in the moira timeline yes. right and like there are still like Dr. Stasis is still working with them because he's like, well, if you can't beat them, ha-ha, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but you know, Moira's like, wow, that was like a thousand years when I experienced it in the future. And here it's it was 10 years. Yeah. You did a lot really fast. Right. And so Nimrod is like a- attempting to connect to the Dominion, to, to meet God. Yes, yes, of course. And we're not talking about the sinister god. No. We're talking about the dominion the, like a, like the, their the, the, what yeah, phalanx or whatever the whole thing right yeah um but that's like all all part of this essentially that this like will all break down and uh you know sinister will become the dominion anyway right right like he'll he'll overtake it yes um which and- definitely was not part of of of, of hox and pox when it was originated but uh but how do you feel about that uh you know i i appreciate it because i felt like we were never going to actually deal with the dominion because there was a lot that uh that hickman i felt like was indicating with that talk maybe he might have done that down the line maybe not i don't i don't I'm not sure i always thought it was partially to the idea that that's kind of how the mutants were beginning to form where like they were going from like individuals to like a like a collective this. and then they went to a planet you know what i mean like even though that wasn't in his original plan it did kind of work within it that, did, that yeah into this like joining the fact that they were creating those circuits the idea the chimera you know what i mean like yeah. it, it seemed like he was using it almost as a cautionary tale in right. a way yeah um so the fact that gillen has kind of picked up this ball and is is keep moving with it yeah um yeah like i i do appreciate it um i do of course wish we could see like whether or not this was you know like even hinted because like hickman never really dealt with sinister but obviously that was a mistake in the first place to put sinister into this we all we all knew that mm-hmm. um uh so i i always wondered what he wanted to do with sinister yeah. if anything and as i understand it he's given a million interviews with a million other people that aren't us that have that has essentially spilled every bean that possibly can be spilled regarding what he wanted to do so right of course we've, we've met him we could talk to him additionally him. that's like what he wants to do now post everything that's happened right that in context always, it's like what? Well, yeah yeah it's impossible to, to determine at this point what would have actually come to fruition because there's one thing for someone to have like notes and go like yeah we would have done this, this is where but, we were going but those will also be colored by what has occurred now and i'm like oh that's a good idea maybe i would have done that or maybe like whatever as opposed to what would have happened naturally were he actually we need that timeline we yeah. need to be able to look at that timeline to, to actually discover what he would have done um 
with it. But we're not here to talk about what Hickman would have done. No, 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 no. We're talking about what Kieran Gillen is doing right He's now. He's doing right now. Um, which we see, like, I, I love this moment right at the beginning between Gambit and Mystique where, like, ah, yes. it's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. Because, obviously, you know, Rogue and Gambit got a lot of great play uh, during Krakoa. Before that, they've been married. Um, you know, the, the marriage has kept up. Uh, you know, he's had a deal with his mother-in-law's Yep. Uh, was mother-in-law and then mother's-in-law we, yeah and then destiny came back and then right right both of them mm-hmm. um and uh you know they're not fans of gambit no they're just or at least they didn't approve they're, they're not like he's never good enough and he never would be and but no the, one would be but gambit especially I mean, yeah like, yeah yeah and in the end like mystique's like you know you really made rogue happy like she recognizes that yeah that, like you know it was fine and he sacrifices himself in order for her to essentially be rocketed out so that she can share the information that she has gleaned mm-hmm. um via sync because sync has taken on the role of professor in this like 10 years in the future uh, where he has, they have like a, like an Iron Man suit that has like an AI like imprint of Tony within oh. it. Uh, Captain Krakoa is Kamala Khan. <laughs> all right. Wolverine is there and he's just Wolverine. I love that. Everybody is altered. Yeah. Everyone is some version of themselves. And then Wolverine is like, Hey, and I'm here too. And I'm Wolverine. Right. <laughs> uh, Kitty Pride is there. She's now shadow tiger. She consumed a death seed. So it's like what's left of her. It's okay. cool. She's super tall and strong yeah. and it's it's really fun looking. And it really does fit with where she was going. Yeah. And it fits in with where Wolverine was going. If you recall, like Wolverine, you know, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. He survives. <laughs> you survive and kill. Um, that's additionally, what you do. Wolverine, what I like about this too, is Wolverine was a thousand years in the future with Moira. Yes. During that's what I'm saying. The Dominion. Like he was with her. Yeah. He's the one who needed to be there. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm glad that he's here. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's excellent. Um, you know, we, we see that obviously um, everyone was right. Like Cyclops was right. Like that. Like it was again, like, get your with, t-shirts with, out. Yeah, get your t-shirts. Uh, that Omega Sentinel and Nimrod were not going to help. Yeah, they were not here for humanity. They don't care. Orcus was just a red herring. Exactly. No. <laughs> that said, Stasis had been working with the Children of the Vault, and like basically, it was like, how do you solve the problem that we have in front of us? And you know, they're thinking they're going to do this, but you know what? I fed it to them, and they have like the Children of the Vault have like more time than oh like, right basically he created well sorry not just the children of the vault but he created like a like a super mind computer thing then fit it into there and then got the answer from that okay and then terminated all the children of the vault He's oh. like, listen i know you're gonna fix this yourselves in like 30 seconds but like i'm gonna do this thing so essentially like he is going to infect the dominion in order to become it but obviously you know nathaniel essex becomes the dominion yes and so he arrives and it's like oh no ah, right um i guess they um we, it is revealed though that remember how um in fall of house of x1 uh i think it's in that i'm not 100 percent. Mm. don't quote me on which issue it's in uh xavier pulls rasputin yes to his aid because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, he has his own little group and it's it's her and it's um it's xavier and it's um Oh my God! What's his name? Cipher. Cipher. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to come up with his real name. Like, is not you know mutant code name. Right. Doug. There it is. It's Doug. Thank you, Doug. Uh, they're working together. They've got their own machinations uh, occurring. Okay. And uh, 
essentially uh, Rasputin fails in what they were hoping would prevent the Dominion from occurring. She kills Stasis. He's like, all right, here we go. I'm going to become the Dominion. And she kills him. And it's like, yeah, but the Essex was always going to become it. Exactly. Like it was, that, he knew that that's how it was meant to go. Mm. Because every time, because Sinister had his like Moira safe scumming set up. Yes, right? yes. So like every time he found out how someone came into a Dominion, it was erased from his mind because Essex set that up ahead mm-hmm. of time. Um, and um, so like, there are all these answers of like, Oh, well, you know, Dr. Stasis found out this way and Orbis Stellaris found the dominion this way. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so all the answers were there. So he didn't know about any of this stuff until Xavier helped him to discover that. Mm. Um, but obviously we're bringing in the more safe up. We're talking a little bit, like give us this great like battle plan of like, here's how this all kind of went down. There's a bunch of information. We've got a bunch of direct, uh, redacted stuff, including the, the no place, which I was like, yeah, the no place is back. That's fantastic. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so it's like, all right, cool. So now it's like, we've kind of failed and now we kind of knew that was going to happen. So this is Xavier. And so we got to move on to the next thing. Here we go. Next thing. Right. Cool. It's coming. What are, what are they going to do? They're going to go back in time to before Moira's powers developed and killer. Oh, that's what Xavier's plan is. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's it. That's, that's what we can do. Or we could shoot her with that depowering gun that she invented. She really, well, yeah, maybe they back then. That. And maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they will like kill. And then we'll undo the whole damn thing. Bingo. Then we, and then we'll all get pouches and move back to the manor and we'll, and we'll fight purple sentinels and uh, Mr. Sinister will be back and he'll wear a big blue cape. and Magneto will be mad and he'll be back to life. and He'll get a purple costume with a big helmet. Right. It'd be awesome. Jubilee will inexplicably be like 10 years younger. <laughs> And so here's the here's my major question for everyone. Yeah. All right. So does you, this excite you? I mean, it excites me. <laughs> well, this does. And the prospect of it going back to the 90s does not. Right. Well, yes and no, because if the ending is satisfying, it doesn't matter to me. Right, because then you can because you're jumping off probably no matter what. Well, no, but like for me, I'm like, that's the point of a story. Yes, is to be satisfying. Yes. Is to, is to be It's not to worry about what resonant. comes next necessarily. Like, yeah. Because I'm looking at it from the I want this story, not yeah. like what we're going to do with like in the next like 20 Yeah, years. this isn't a Marvel I, movie. I care about I, what's going on right I now. Wanna, I want to enjoy what's happening right now. Um, no, my question is, are they going to pull one of these that like, are they going to try to like salvage Moira by saying it's like this was, she knew that this is how this timeline was meant to go and it either dealing with like, is Gillen going to go the only way to stop Nathaniel Essex from becoming a dominion was for Moira to betray everything and everything she was and to ruin everything in order right. to save everyone. That would make a lot of sense that like, yes, this was all part of like Moira's not evil. Right. Or at least she's not like, she's not a stupid evil robot. Additionally, are they saying instead that she's like the only way to stop any of and all of this from happening is for me to have never had my powers. And Probably. the only way to convince you to go back and fit and to stop that is to help Orcus. Is to, and... is to essentially make you think I'm a villain. Right, right. That would work for me. Right? Like, are we going to attempt to salvage this character by saying that, like, Moira's 10th life yeah. was like she knew that this was the only way was to remove herself from the equation? From the equation. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that's probably what's going to happen because right. that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. this is not the first time. Mm that uh, present day intrepid X-Men with good intentions Mm -hmm. related to Charles Xavier, go back in time to kill someone, to prevent bad things happening, only to accidentally kill someone else and cause the age of apocalypse. Yeah. 
So my question is, I think we could probably assume that it makes a lot of sense for us to go in that route. The the, the route you suggested. Mm -hmm. The not Age of Apocalypse 2 route. Yeah. But what if they did do Age of Apocalypse again? (laughs) <laughs> where okay we're gonna shoot moira and then of course you know young professor x jumps in the way he dies sure you know what i mean moira right. becomes the professor x of that era and it's just age of apocalypse all over again yeah. i don't know i feel like we it, we're dangerously close to age of apocalypse too yeah yes but it would have to be at the expense of a very emotionally satisfying conclusion to the entire yes. hickman era yes. or 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 hox pox fox Rocks and Docs and, of course, Fox uh, era of Fox X-Men. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'll i take either. All right. But, like, as I was reading this, like, Moira was mentioned she's there mm-hmm. for sure. And then, like, obviously with the solution, I was like, okay. Yeah, that's a good solution. Right. Because it also puts everything back. Yeah. But Marvel also like Marvel's funny because like they love to put everything back, but they also hate putting everything back where they're like, put it back, put it back wrong. That way people are that way. No one's happy because they're wait for their new stuff. Uh, But if you recall that new X-Men teaser that they released Uh has the age of apocalypse font use like on it. I was like, "Uh oh, Mm -mm. Uh oh, come in 2024. With the sneak peek this November, do we get a sneak peek? I don't remember one. Do you? In the chat? Let us know. Was there a sneak peek in December? <laughs> what was it? Was it just that uh was it just that Ryan Stegman cover of oh, the original maybe. X-Men? That, that's not a teaser. That's uh I like someone saying, uh, oh, the teaser they didn't do. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> that would make sense to me. That would be what it is. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, that That's sounds smart. great. You know, don't do a sneak peek because then someone's going to figure out something and oh, spoil yeah. everything. So I'm glad. Yeah, just wait didn't. for someone to just leak it to Rich Johnson and then we can just all speculate about it afterwards. Maybe it's not coming until December. And yeah. So they're like, we'll do it in November of 2024. And then we technically <laughs> got it out. We didn't lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be, but uh, yeah, that sounds fun. I'm yeah, hyped. No, I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned that people on the internet we're talking about how like drastically different this was from fall of house of x and yeah it someone seem like they're correlated or like yeah someone was mad related. because like it was a good book but it didn't have a direct relation to fall of the house of x well here's what i would say to that uh powers of 10 when it was coming out didn't like you're like where is this going yeah yeah, it was almost completely disparate from its from its uh, companion. Additionally, the person who's writing Powers um, just, you know, in the past few years has successfully worked on uh, Avengers uh, versus, or Inhumans versus every, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Axe. Axe. Um, and also Sins of Sinister. Like, he's a great collaborator. He's really great at, at managing larger events and also working with others. So, I feel like this is going to go somewhere. I'm hopeful that it is. We'll see. But I feel like these these stories will probably start to weave as mm-hmm. we go along. Cool. We'll, we'll see. Because like since it's sinister, those three books were so disparate at the beginning, and then by the end, they were almost like one book. All three that mm. came together. So I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Well, uh, before we uh, wrap up uh, with our final uh, book, I wanted to talk a little bit briefly because we watched the entire Echo series from uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, unprecedented in a lot of ways, but precedented in many ways as well. Uh, the fact that, like, you know, Echo was established in the Hawkeye series, the fact that Kingpin was the main antagonist or at least the looming antagonist of that, mm-hmm. and the more or less like a co-protagonist of this series as well. 
Um, so we, we saw it coming and we saw a lot of like, you know, this was telegraphed, um, but unprecedented as much as um, for one thing, it was a, uh, you know, a mature rated Marvel show released on Disney plus they, and by the way, uh, in retrospect, not terribly mature uh not like that it wasn't uh, dealing with mature themes but the did not deserve uh, or require any of the warnings that marvel provided though i can imagine marvel uh studios is uh, as concerned as dc is about like the you know uh, backpackability uh the the toyification of their brands i get i don't know there were definitely some moments there's like the violence is yeah the is... big the big roller skate scene uh, or sequence was more violent than i think the majority of the show i think it was just more you know the, the tone was more mature yeah so i think i think your it standard i think it Plus. earned it yeah that's fair it didn't it there was nothing in this i think that was any more egregious or on par with any of the most violent things punisher not included from the netflix marvel shows like, I, I think that Kingpin smashing a man's head in with a door frame was still more violent than anything that happened in the show. Sure. And that was but, like the first episode. But this, like, yes, it was on Netflix, which is a, yeah, which a can do platform that has um, children's programming on there. Mm -hmm. uh, but Disney Plus is definitely, it's Disney, first of all. It is more of a family first. Yes. And a lot of their, like, Marvel shows have been aimed more at families i definitely understand them being hypersensitive to Absolutely. the violence in this and to make sure that like people know and that's so they can say like, we warned you right it's like when you're going on mission to mars and there's like a warning in disney world like every like 10 feet that's like don't go on this ride if you have any of tiny. these things like don't do it like right. if you have a heart condition if you have this like don't do it yeah like, i don't want to hear it you're yeah. gonna sue us no it's true uh but yeah drops on disney plus drops on hulu but the other thing that they did was uh, they released the whole damn affair yes. in one go, which mm -hmm. uh, speaks volumes to me. Uh, I, I think it says that the show uh, was not, it didn't test well, I think, sure. for them internally. I think that they were worried that it was going to be like another flop or at the very least that it was going to be met with disdain or rejection. And so rather than like hear about it every week, they were like, let's just put the whole fucking thing out and just move on. And I get that. Uh, I, I get that, but that's um, a shame because I think it was a I think it was a competent, fun show. Uh, certainly more fun than previous uh, Disney Plus uh, Marvel offerings that I've seen. I think it was, uh, and and while I was clamoring for a street level show, I was like, yes, finally, here we go. Mm -hmm. And then the first two seconds, there's like magic in it. And I'm like, all right, damn it. I, uh, it still I, felt more grounded than I think it could have gone. Yeah. No, you I know? agree. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, but uh, I dug it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, you know, fun. You know, every episode was as long as it needed to be. It didn't feel overlong. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like it overstayed its welcome. Um, it earns Echo as a protagonist for this show. It also allows for Echo to be this kind of like, you know, she's not going to be a power player in the MCU. She's not going to lead the Avengers. She's not mm -hmm. going to like, you know, to put the coup d'etat on Kang. <laughs> but then again, no one knows. Uh, but, you know, but she exists and she's part of it. I think that might explain why they had that horrible Marvel spotlight thing. Yeah. Too interesting. I really hated that. I it's, was not a fan. It looks like. Because mm. it's old school. They, like it made, it made it feel like 1940s Hollywood. And yeah. I'm like, number one, get your head out of your ass. Number two, it's ugly and simple and stupid. Like for a studio that owes everything to comic books, mm -hmm. every design element they go with, 
that makes it it takes it further away from its source material mm. like the marvel logo you know when it came up during like spider-man in 2002 the flipping pages the sounds the images of comic book yeah. art that is iconic and it says like we owe our origins to this we're doing that uh-huh. when marvel studios changed their logo to that like look at all the things we made <laughs> look at all the actors who can't make movies anymore in these in this franchise like oh boy it's just like what yeah. it's just like it, it's it's a it's a self-felatiating like congratulatory backpat uh, it feels like a victory lap of design and then this marvel spotlight thing came out and i'm like get out of here because what are you saying like what, what? Oh, oh! You're spotlighting Echo. Oh, that's fantastic. I hope you continue to spotlight other characters. You know, like what the hell was Hawkeye then? You know. Oh no, but we introduced Hawkeye. Oh, okay, fine. Right, right. You know. Right. What are you doing? Like it's uh, it's ugly and dumb and a waste of space. Just get it out of there. But the other thing they did was the Marvel Studios logo. They didn't do the big fanfare. No. Black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, that you liked. Because they did it already. Did it with Marvel Knights right. when they were launching those Marvel Knights movies. I believe uh, Ghost Rider and Punisher Warzone had mm-hmm. them. And it's like, that's good. Now, yeah. I think their concern was now, I think they would have continued to do Marvel Knights as like the kind of like Marvel Knights or Marvel Max mm-hmm. would have been a great way to like establish what the. They're not going to go Max. Do you know why? Because there's a freaking competing streaming service called Max. Bingo. <laughs> Could it be as diabolical as someone at like Marvel leaked a memo and DC heard about it that said, no. oh my God, no, it's not. There's that. literally no, but not uh, at all. But yeah, but I think just saying Marvel Studios not doing the fanfare, having the, but the logo's there and it's black and white. I think that's great. I think mm. it's fine. Simple, easy, moving on. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I don't want to get into every single episode. I just want to say that uh, yeah. like everybody, like all the actors did a wonderful job. Uh, Alakwa Cox, of course, as Maya Lopez. Fun to see her continue, uh, you know, for a completely essentially mute character. Uh, didn't miss it. You know, she's she is on screen. She is in the moment. She earns the protagonist role. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm there for her journey. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah, I love Tantu Cardinal. Oh yeah, uh, Chula. I thought she did an incredible job. A lot of range. Absolutely. Uh, uh Graham Greene, her, you know, her her grandpa. Yeah, her on-screen husband or Tantu's on-screen husband. Yes, yes. Uh, I love the differences in their personalities, and of course, uh, Cody Lightning playing biscuits. I just, for just, some was like, I, for some reason, I was like, yes, biscuits. Yeah, I'm, you were really rooting I'm for biscuits. Here for you, biscuits. I like biscuits, but I was like, what is it? What's his real name? <laughs> biscuits 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 yeah i was uh overwhelmed by having worked with hearing impaired people in the past or working in that department for uh, my old high school and uh and and, and in, the, in other districts as well um i uh i was overwhelmed by the amount of use of american sign language and mm-hmm. how like everyone did it yeah and how they 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 did it to such a degree that when kingpin doesn't it is a character point yes i'm like that's so smart and cool and i loved it yeah um its execution was beautiful and like it didn't draw away actually it was more uh engaging i think than like subtitles normally mm-hmm. I was like this is really cool it was just it was it was it was a frank earnest and like you know it just it brings a different um, type of acting. Yes, you know, like there's just a different like range of emotions that you can you can get. And I thought everybody did a really great job. Um, yeah, 
And uh, I really, I, here's the thing. I have no idea how, I mean, I know they, they put a, uh, like a thank you for the collaboration from the Choctaw Nation. Yes. I have no idea how how accurate how it is. Accurate. So, I mean, obviously, I assume it isn't. Obviously, like, I, not all of it. Yeah, most of the time, I assume because like any stuff that's tied to the Marvel stuff, I'm sure they they altered. Yeah, um, but like you know, in terms of like you know dynamics and you know festivals and celebrations, yeah, iconography I was like, and like I was like, this is cool and like yeah. hopefully it's accurate. Like, right. Uh, hopefully but it was, they it, really it was a good collaboration. I have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. No, I was uh, like, the this music is cool. Was really fun in, in the entire show. Right. I, I liked oh, yeah. you know, the songs, you mm-hmm. know, music that like I music's on those things where it's like, I'm not a music person. Like I don't have that deep understanding that a lot of people Same. do and have that deep connection. Like I like it and I know what I like. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why I like it. I just do. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, when something works really well, I'm like, yes. And, yeah. I, and I, I just enjoyed it. I Agreed. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's somebody we need to talk about, but, you know. Yeah, uh, the use of the kingpin, uh, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, at first, I thought, oh, you know, kingpin will probably be like a looming threat. Like he will. Oh no, he'll be pretty much every episode. Hooray! Yeah, uh, D'Onofrio, of course, owns this role. This is his role to keep as long as he wants. I hope he wants it forever. He's great. Uh, it was really fun, um, and I and I um, I'm interested to see where it takes him. You called the post credits reveal did. at the end of the series, uh, and. I make it makes perfect sense. It works really well. It. I hope it's really fun. I hope they I hope they, they they maximize that potential. I think it'll drive Matt nuts, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, I want to see Kingpin interact with the Marvel Universe at large, and I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled with this. Um, yeah. And the and, and the use of Kingpin while also like connecting him directly to Maya and making it part of her journey, not just being like, here are all the things we didn't get a chance to use Kingpin for for Born Again. We're just gonna throw it at Maya. You know, it's right. no, it's directly related to her character, and it's great. Uh, just I loved it. And um, and it like it plays with the the in the comic books, Maya does shoot Kingpin in the face with guns. He does survive from them. He does have like patches over his eyes mm-hmm. like and he does recover from that somehow um, in this. They do the same thing and they just make it part of it. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Loved it. Um, but I'm 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 hyped. I, uh, yeah, I'm hyped yeah. for more Kingpin. Oh, he's just he's incredible. Like D'Onofrio just really gets this character. Yep. You know, he's able to carry over stuff from Daredevil, from the Netflix shows into this without making it feel completely. I mean, it is contingent on that, but his stuff with Maya. Oh is, yeah. You know, they they try to you know make it new. Um, mm-hmm. you know, reliving how he became what he is. Yes. Um, like you brought up the sign language thing. I really love that point of contingent, and like I love that the show took a moment to address it because it's like he goes out of his way to spend money. Yeah. He creates like a new technology, which is actually like really useful and great. Right. But he only keeps it for himself. He keeps it for himself and he only does it. So, because he doesn't want to do something else. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to do something for someone. I shouldn't have to learn it. Right. That's like, and it's like, it is just so the kingpin, like the writing for him, I thought was really spot on in this series. So it's like, if you're worried about Disney's voice for him, don't don't apparently like they they seem to really have a good handle on him and who he is as a character so yeah. i like that quite a bit i know it's great um yeah like i like you know like i i love that concept of like him being like no i love you yeah i ref- i literally refuse <clears throat> for the entire time i've known you i learned like one thing yeah and that's it and we see like his family like her family all of did them. it without like you know because they do they don't need to say it like nobody like i, I he he insists on it so much he doesn't understand what that means. It's so mm-hmm. great. It's so yeah, great. So yeah. so excellent. We even um, get to see when he was a boy. Except he doesn't say that. <laughs> he doesn't. And I think they were deliberately avoiding it. He like he says, 
when I was 12 years old. When I was 12 years old. You mean? <laughs> we were watching that. I was like. You were like, you mean when like, you were a boy? You mean when you were a boy? <laughs> Would you say that was when you were a boy? <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. So great. It's like they were avoiding that on purpose. They were. <laughs> like, Sal's going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to. We're not going to. We, we heard enough about it. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, loved it. I thought I, it was a good show. I do like in the chat. There's a question of like, somehow his eye returned. I'll tell you how his eye returned. Yeah. You have, he threw all the money well, at clearly, it. Clearly, like if he can create an entire like, like contact VR, lens VR technology yeah, technology that allows him to understand American Sign Language flawlessly and to communicate, yeah. he has enough money to find a way to get a new eyeball. Well, and I think like uh, there's magic involved as well at the end. So I don't. I, I think it's repaired. I think like whatever they did, you know, because he couldn't see out of it. I think I think it's fixed. Oh yeah, I mean, she definitely worked on that too. But I I I don't know. We don't know if he could see out of it or not. Yeah, it's healing. We don't if know. We're in that patch. I yeah, don't know. yeah. All I know is, uh, you know, in the comics, he doesn't keep that patch for very long. Right, right, right. He's but a comic book character. It's a comic book character. And like, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I I do too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, kudos to the team at uh, at Echo for for making. Yeah, it. it's only it, you know it's not a huge buy-in. If you want to try it out, it's only five ish uh, episodes. Issues. Yeah. I did it. I yeah. did the thing. No, but it is. It's only five episodes. Those episodes are all, all under an hour. The last episode is under forty minutes. Yeah, there is a lot of like Maya being like angsty, but you know she's Whatever. young. Yeah. And the show goes out of its way to explain the reasons why, and I appreciate that. So exactly. So uh, let's talk about uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one from Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto. This is the uh, debut of Spider-Man in the new 6160 Ultimate Universe. Uh, let's address a couple of things before we talk about this book, oh, okay. uh, because some folk might not have read it, or they might not be familiar, or they might be confused. Okay. This is not the 1610 Ultimate Universe. Right. I I know that some folk in the chat or in the comments might be like how could you like how could you possibly harp on this at this point? I promise you there are people who read this who thought this was the ultimate Peter Parker from the 1610 universe. What? Created by Brian, Brian Michael Bendis. It's not. This is a new universe. It is immediately hot off of the last ultimate stories, ultimate invasion and uh ultimate whatever the hell. Uh, both by Hickman yes, uh, setting up this new universe. Um, we are in a brand new universe. We are dealing with a Peter Parker, Spider-Man, who is not Spider-Man, who in fact lost, like he was robbed of his abilities mm -hmm. by the maker at the age when he should have become Spider-Man. And so instead his life proceeded in a different way. And it's successful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but in a in, in, dealing with a very interesting version yes. of this character. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so just so you know, new character, new Peter Parker, new Mary Jane, new universe, um, and dealing directly with the fallout of the uh, the last Ultimate story that came out uh, a few months ago from Hickman, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, dealt with the a. a you know, retaliatory decision uh, over taking satellites to destroy us, uh, an area, blaming it on Tony Stark, etc. It's like a whole thing. I couldn't care less about any of that stuff. Here's Spider-Man, yay. Um, and that's the thing that I'm really concerned about is that, like, I thought, oh, this would be great because, like, Spider-Man is, you know, always set apart from the Ultimate Universe, even in the 1610 Ultimate Universe, where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, here's Spider-Man, but, like, and there's a bunch of stuff happening over there. And occasionally Spider-Man has to deal with it. You know, like Ultimatum. He's got to deal with it, but he'll his story will be the best part about Ultimatum. And it won't even really, he won't even be in Ultimatum. How about that? You know, great. 
I think there's no way he won't be a linchpin or some in you know undisputed factor mm-hmm. that will be about this whole universe. I couldn't care less about the universe. I couldn't care less about the the ticking clock element. I couldn't care less about what the maker's true plans are, who the who ultimate doom is. I, I don't care about anything it, it, about this I universe. We forgot all of that. Yeah, well, and it's so I'm just, I just it's only because this. it was super boring and pretentious. But like this is very much in keeping with the original Ultimate Universe because when I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man, I could not care less about what was happening in the mm. Ultimate Universe. People were like, oh my God, did you read Ultimate 3? I'm like, hell no. It's written by Jeff Loeb and it looks like trash. Why would I ever read that? And they're like, well, it sucks. And I'm like, oh, who, who'd have thought? Well, you know what it doesn't do? Affect Spider-Man. Hooray. <laughs> so it's very much in keeping with the Ultimate Universe where it's like, oh man, a bunch of nonsense is happening in the Ultimate Universe and I couldn't care less about it. But Spider-Man's cool. Right. Great. I mean, here's the thing. I'm hoping that X-Men's cool because Peach Momoko. Well, and that'll be, that. that is, that was like done. You know what I mean? Like Peach Momoko like did all that crap. Like that's done like a year ago. You know, that has nothing to do with yeah. the Ultimate Universe. In fact, I think that it's almost deliberately so because you know Hickman like wrote that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, like Hickman wrote X-Men. He he didn't anymore. Right. I can imagine Hickman wants nothing to do with Ultimate X-Men. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah. So, um. But, of course, ironically, Jonathan Hickman is writing Spider-Man. Right. Something that I think has been rumored that he'd always wanted to do. Um, and so occasionally you will see Hickman's Spider-Man. Occasionally, like, his, his Fantastic Four uh, during Secret Wars, etc. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, this is the story. So, Ultimate Spider-Man, um, Peter Parker was robbed of his spider powers, so of his destiny, so to speak. So he proceeds uh, with his life as though that wasn't uh, ever a factor. Um, what it results in is that uh, he and Mary Jane are married. They have two kids. Uh, and uh, through no fault of his own, yeah. he does lose an important member of his family, mm-hmm. but not the one you'd think. Uh, Aunt May is killed in the explosion uh, that frames Tony Stark uh, for, you know, terrorism. Right. Uh, but he loses Aunt May at like age 35. Right. Now, in right. the current like span of this book, we then reveal that uh, he did not lose Uncle Ben. Right. At 15. And instead, Uncle Uncle Ben is here now, yes. alive, a widower. Yeah. And working side by side with J. Jonah Jameson I, as editor of the Daily Bugle. Can we just talk about that dynamic? I think it's fantastic. I am I am here for that dynamic. I yeah. love those two. Two father figures of Peter Parker's life, whether he wants one or not. Yes. But dealing with a Peter Parker who never had to deal with the responsibility that Spider-Man gave him. Right. You know, a Peter Parker that Uncle Ben isn't necessarily proud of i think Mm -hmm. not the way that he would be of peter today in the main universe Mm -hmm. or in uh in the original ultimate universe this issue really set up for me how much he has to lose oh my god like i i finished this issue i was like this is freaking incredible but i was also like peter has so much to lose right now It, it, it was such an irresponsible decision to make at this point but I get it. Like, there's like, it's basically, this is like, this is storytelling magic here. This yeah. is like, this is like a Neil Gaimanism, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, there's like, there's something like, universally telling Peter Parker something is wrong. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that because Peter was robbed of his destiny to become Spider Man, that somehow fundamentally, cosmically, he knew it. Mm. And so he always felt less than. He's always felt that he was missing out Mm -hmm. 
And that causes a different kind of neuroses that Peter Parker has. Peter yep. Parker is destined to have neuroses. He's going to have a guilt complex. It's just a question of what will cause it. Mm -hmm. Being Spider-Man causes the guilt complex that sets up with great power comes great responsibility. Not becoming Spider-Man causes a guilt complex that he was never Spider-Man to begin with. Yeah. He was never special. Well, this is a Peter Parker who was like, I was never special, despite the fact that he's surrounded by specialness every single day. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got children. He's got his Uncle Ben is alive. Yes. His Aunt May was there to help raise or at least be, be impact his children and his and his and his, and his family. Mm -hmm. He has a decent paying job at the Daily Bugle. He has everything he's ever wanted. And yeah. yet he is unhappy. Well, here's what I think is interesting. I think this is also and I don't know how much Chapman's going to play with this, but like it feels like this is a Peter who takes zero risks. Yes, he's a he's a reporter at or he works for the Daily Bugle, but clearly he's not making a big splash. That's right. No. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like when the takeover or the like shifting of the bugle happens, like Peter's not even had doesn't even have a seat at the table. Yeah, that's right. Like he's not anywhere near that. No, it's his uncle who's important or yeah, his uncle. And it's, it's Jonah who's important. That's right. No, like Peter, two uncles. Peter That's really Parker. what it is. It's like Uncle Jonah and Uncle Ben over yeah. there, right? Like he's no, Peter Parker is an elder millennial. He represents a generational fatigue yeah. and feeling of like generational failure. Yeah. Like he represents 35 year olds today yeah. who feel like they missed out on something that they were promised was supposed to be awesome. Yeah. no, he's... And, and, and as a result, they're afraid of risk and they're afraid of failure. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, he knows what, like he has a good setup and a I'm good life. sure there's like a part of him. That's like, why would I do? Why this? would I risk that? And it's like, because like, because the universe is trying to set things right. Well, yeah, so, exactly. Like, but like, but is it right now? Like that's, and that's the real question right. like, as a, a like, a, you know, feeling a kinship for this character for a variety of reasons <laughs> uh I, I i would say like what like a hologram just told me that i'm supposed to be a superhero yeah but you know and that you know that my destiny was robbed from me but like is that a responsible decision to make now should i answer this like nagging feeling in my soul to do this thing that by all rights makes no sense to do maybe he thinks like once he gets it out of a system uh -huh. like he'll just go i don't think he's that. thinking that I, sure he this is a person who is like who is so beaten down by himself yeah. you know despite having everything that like one would objectively say like oh you have everything you know he feels like he's still missing out yeah no i i and i appreciate the conversation he has with mj like, yes peter is not so irresponsible that, that he, he makes these decisions this, without and the then people. tells her afterwards he's like you know, I want to, I want to do this thing. And I like it. Initially she thinks that he wants to uh, like, leave the bugle and yeah. join his uncles. Right. I'm just going to call them uncles. Uncles Jonah and Ben. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I there is uncles. That, that That's who it is. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in their endeavor, even though like, he's like, how could they do this? How could they just make this leap? Mm -hmm. Like they like literally like they got, they left the bugle. Right. The idea is, Oh, in the story, Kingpin takes over the bugle and they're going to like, be, it's going to be, no, become well, Kingpin is like an owner. I think of it. Yeah. And he's an investor and yeah. he's an advertiser. And so like, the investors essentially are like, you guys are making too many waves and we're not seeing, I guess the profit they want or yeah. the, the story they want out there. So exactly. find the right person. So Jonah's out, but he leaves on his own without. Well, they, they want to Jonah him. to fall in line. So Jonah quits and then and Ben then they, follows close behind. Yeah. And well, they assume Ben will just take over. And I love that. That is such an incredible storytelling moment. Yes. Where Ben's like, like, ah, ah, excellent. <laughs> and then you just see him like, 
and then he just goes to the elevator and joins Yoda. And I'm like, that we know how that conversation went. Yep. And that Robbie's gonna take over. But like, you know, like those two leave, they go to a bar, they're like, let's start our own thing. Okay, let's do it. Okay, Peter, let's do it. Peter's yeah. like Peter is like, how, how could you possibly make that kind of decision? Like Yeah, like who who couldn't just sit down and make a decision like that? Yeah. Yeah. Not Peter Parker, not this not Peter this Parker. Not this Peter Parker. For sure. No. Yeah. Um, but I love that conversation where Mary Jane's like, you supported me when I like wanted to, you know you know, move and, and go and like start my own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I'm here to support you with that. And he's like, that's not what I mean. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking about like leaving you and the children alone while I fight goblins. And she's, she gets it. But does she, I don't know. And I think that's going to be the interesting dynamic yeah. is like, she gets it in as much as she is a partner in a marriage and her partner is expressing a desire for more. Mm-hmm. and that it's not like an extramarital affair or some kind of like you know business venture it's like I, I i she knows him better than anyone else or at least that's the premise right based on like the limited screen time we've had for these characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the implicitness of it and i think hickman is very much like he knows he's he's competent as a writer enough to be able to say like because there's an elephant in the room here which is that people are embracing this book regardless of whether they like it or not because of the tagline right like the 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 log line of like pete and mary jane are are together and they have kids and it's like this isn't your peter parker yeah this is not the peter parker you want to have mary jane and children together right is a new character we'll have to see right but like but hickman knows you know that right or at least he's leaning on the fact that like you know who peter parker is you know who mary jane is you know what the relationship is so you assume that she is all in because that's who she is and i think that that's actually deliberate and good and i don't think there's that he's pulling the rug out i think no. that it's like you're supposed to be like good because we because there's only so many pages we didn't have enough to be like to really reinforce like that they trust and love each other like no they're married they have children we get it mm-hmm. so like when he said but this is a woman who knows that her husband or a partner in a marriage who knows that their partner is feeling unfulfilled right she's like you do it then yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. And maybe it's just because I'm coming from reading a lot of Kieran Gillen lately, you know, the power of story that like, he loves to, to play with that, loves to play with the, the, the tropes of story, totally. you know, the, the, all of that. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's that speaking, you know, I'm thinking, you know, mother righteous recently, like mm-hmm. writing on pages and then her, like, and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, turn, that... like, you know, like that type of thing. Yes. To me, her that one panel of her saying go get him tiger is like it's everything it's the power of the universe the universe like mary jane's like i'm meant to support him in this like i do support him but like this feels right like saying this like Mm -hmm. something akin to you know face a tiger you hit the jackpot yes exactly feels right yep like this is what was meant to happen like and i don't know if that's me just placing yeah ascribing story to it (laughs) to it no, I, mean, I think it is, is because it's reinforced at the end. Right. When he finally makes the decision to do it, what tips the scales for him is remembering the two most important people in his life, his uncle and his wife. Yeah. Telling him to wake up, to do it. Yeah. And to, to go get him. Yeah. To embrace your destiny, which he does. And then on the last page, he becomes Spider-Man. And I believe based on uh, some teasers for the next issue that uh, it's not fully formed. And I think that might actually explain the like, um, the variant covers that's all speculation though but sure. like the fact that like the variant covers for this issue he's got the red and blues he's got the sensational ben riley suit he's got the black and white suit like it's it's a lot of different suits and i think that the idea here is that he is um 
he gets to pick. Yeah, he shouldn't have any suit. It's no suit. It's black. Yeah. Okay. Like it's it's a it's a canvas. Right. And he's going to decide what kind of Spider-Man he's going to be. Sure. Sure. Or he's going to be a different Spider-Man for different scenarios. Like right. in this suit, I'm going to do this. I mean, this. But I think that the idea is that like maybe because I think Stark in the like uh in, in the in the hologram suggests that like the suit will harden or it'll decide you know like it right now it's it's it'll cover your body and protect your identity but like metaphorically when you become spider-man it'll pick a suit yeah, for you inside is a picotech stealth suit to mask your identity and a bioorganic catalyst necess- well that's the yeah that yeah part but like it'll it'll become the spider-man you are meant to be right 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 uh, but yeah uh that was the part where i'm like Oh yeah, that's right. This whole universe and stuff, and it's like, okay, I, yeah, why not? Like, I totally forgot all about that stuff. Yeah. So I very much was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, can we just, can we are you can we talk about Chichetto's? We should. Art? Oh, Chichetto's art is uh, firing all cylinders. I think it actually looks a little better than like other so Chichetto work we've seen in the past. Good. I mean, he knows. Like Chichetto knows that. Like, you know more people are going to be reading this one issue than probably like the last several issues of his, like of, of other runs combined. Right. So he needs to bring his a game, but his a game is absolutely on display. We see emotion. We see character. We see, uh, you know, I, I have issues with like different artists and their ability to render inorganic versus organic uh, depictions. Like buildings are great, but faces aren't so great. This is, everything is great. Emotion, character, design, location, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, freaking mj and pete have never looked hotter oh it's true like i'm like these two are just the hottest people in the world right yeah they're the best looking 35 year old you ever met (laughs) like holy shit those two i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah those kids are going to be incredible yep that's some genetics at work right there like damn yeah damn you're gonna be in trouble when may grows up no it's true he's Uh, like he's like i'm just gonna become spider-man it's easier i can't i can't yeah she's got my, she's got my brains mm-hmm. your, your mom's sass mm-hmm. and looks no mm. no it's gonna be a problem. i can't i cannot handle her as a teenager yep uh but uh there the, this book is also not short on character moments like very quiet i mean the whole book is mostly dialogue so mm-hmm. like you get this wonderful moment i mean obviously like the, the, this book is playing with convention it's playing with your expectations it knows that you think mm-hmm. that uncle ben's dead so the big reveal of uh of Uncle Ben being in charge of the Daily Bugle is like, yeah. yes, like that's a big moment. Well, he's managing editor. I, I was under yeah. the impression that Jonah he, was Jonah's in charge. In charge yeah. Ben's like Robbie Robertson. Yes. Uh, but uh, the sequence of Jonah with the tie is oh, the standout sequence. Oh my God. Issue. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That freaking. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I can't wait to see like what ben and jonah build i can't wait to see what the paper is going to be i can't wait to see peter's reception like i can't wait to see the reaction to spider-man what's the what's the bugle going to do about spider-man what's their paper going to do about spider-man i know listen i'm sure for hickman having a ticking clock helps him in terms of like crafting a world but like i just want to i just want to like live in it i just want to like wade in in this for a little bit like it's just so excellent Mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah you know, I, I read the first Ultimate Spider-Man because you suggested that be a place I could jump in. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And I got to tell you, like, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. But, like, it has the spirit. Of, like, it does. being different. Exactly. Exactly. It, it it embodies the idea, the title Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Feels like a completely different thing. It is as radically different to the mainline book as it was when it debuted in 2000. Yeah. 
or 98 or whenever uh, yeah. the first Ultimate Spider-Man came out. It's radically different. Yes. But distills it, hopefully, well, and the thing is, unlike the Ultimate Spider-Man from previous, Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man for me, is that that was like a distilled, this is Peter Parker. This is who Peter Parker is. Let's go. But now, mm-hmm. and by now, I mean, of course, 24 years old. But uh, this is not your Peter Parker. Right. This is in your universe. Hell, Daredevil's a blind preacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. These are really great touchstones to remind you. Like, yeah, that this is just, not the universe you yeah, know. Yeah, it's just gentle reminders. It's like, hey, this is this is all different. Obviously, yeah. if you couldn't guess by like some of these interactions, how I'm so afraid that one of like the, Jonah or Ben is gonna die. Yeah. I'm so terrified. I mean, of that's that, the thing. Now that, it could be either of them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Damn it. Right. And and anything this is one of those things where it feels because of like a couple of very like you know, off the beaten path decisions, anything can happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, the next issue comes out at the end of February. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that the, I mean, apples to apples, you compare ultimate Spider-Man number one to the latest issue or to the first issue of the newest run of all of amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, this torpedoes it out of the water, but because of, for a variety of factors, um, you know, not the least of which is the art is uh, king. You know, we're using the top tier talent. Like this is yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man number one is what your top books are supposed to look and feel like. It's yes. supposed to be the top of your the, the the top of the barrel of your talent and your of your of your talent pool, um, and innovating in a way that uh, feels, you know, familiar yet different and surprising and uh, and and satisfy satisfactorily surprising. Yes, and also it's like a really good hallmark and indicator for me how much people seem to be enjoying this book and spider-man is not in it right that's and that is actually reminding reminiscent of the uh, the original ultimate spider-man it took a couple of issues for spider-man to appear yeah in the original ultimate universe mm-hmm. so I, I i think i like that like little little carryover yeah, but yeah no it, it is a testament i saw uh yeah there are very few complaints about this um and i think that also it needed to be that way sure. we needed to build this world so that we can actually like get to the spider-man stuff yeah absolutely absolutely so uh yeah i i'm, I'm excited for the next one it's a good litmus test for like this line and uh you know hopefully the other ultimate books ultimate black panther ultimate x-men mm-hmm. uh feel just as innovative but yeah. in a very in their own distinct ways um and uh, it's another, uh, I, I don't know how it's sold. I know it's sold out everywhere, but like, number one, it's a number one issue. Number two, you know, top talent yeah. of the industry working on it. Number three, you know, a new universe. And number four, of course, you know, uh, the, the the variant cover game is out, as, out of, as, you know, off the charts. Yeah. So we'll see how the, um, how issue two sells. I mean, obviously there's gonna be a drop off, but hopefully not. Hopefully uh, there'll be a surge. It'd be nice. Yes. If people. Uh, people are like, what am I missing out yeah. on? Yeah. Because this was it was so well written, so well paced. Yep. The, the art is like the two of them working together, like Chichetto and, and Hickman. It's just it's a it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful art makes makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. So absolutely check it out if you haven't already. Um. Good luck finding it, but uh, yeah, worth checking out. Um. Joshua Link says Sabretooth War is also shipping twice monthly to really channel that old school feeling. That's yeah. Fun. I didn't also, know probably to get it in before. Before the end. Yeah. Uh, Thorn Identity, thanks for your support. Uh, I love when Tiffany says, it's all about character X and what he doing. That kills me. Literally, it, like right now, it is all about uh, Nathaniel Essex and what he doing. That's like, true. That's that what is, that book that is. That is what this, this is happening right now. Yeah. 
the infamous Mike Manhattan. Is Bendis still at DC or is he a dark horse fully? I don't know. I don't know what the what the Bendis of it all is right now. Uh, I know that uh, I don't see his name on anything at DC. So my guess is he's probably still technically employed or at the very least like until his contract runs out. Sure. But uh, he's probably not doing anything at DC. Cat Lair will defend retreat. It's a bit funny that the original S- uh, Ultimate SM was a way to get teenage Peter Parker's story and now we have it for older Peter. Wish it was new reader friendly though. Um, I think it is. I think it's just, uh, you know, it, it, they all ask you to give it a little bit of like every book asks you for a little bit of leeway, but I think this one is definitely. I think this will remain to be seen if it's new for reader friendly. I don't know if this issue is enough to determine that yeah. um, because, you know, I, I like to think that Peter has enough of, um, or Spider-Man just in general has enough cloud throughout the pop culture uh, you know, zeitgeist that people kind of know what the origin should be. Uh-huh. And so you could see the changes here. The only thing of course is the Iron Man stuff. But again, for me having forgotten it, I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like it just didn't face me. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, but um, what was I going to say about that? Well, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dante Cook, thanks for your support. The paper quality for Poison Ivy changed. The first type of paper was really high quality. However, the new paper is not cheap, but it's not as good. Does this mean Ivy isn't doing well, or is DC doing something different? Uh, usually that means that like uh, they, they were trying something different. They could be switching printers. They could be it, reducing the, the quality just to just, keep... Here's the thing with paper. Paper costs um, fluctuate more than you would think that they would. Yes. Um, so oftentimes when you're getting something printed up, if um, one type or one company's paper has gone up, you may make a switch over in order to save some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be something as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, it might not be uh, as, as, as nefarious as all that. Hopefully not. Uh, Bear Farmer, a, a testament to Hickman's writing. I read a whole Spider-Man book with no Spider-Man and was enthralled with every word. Go, yes. Peter himself was a little weird, but I love the rest of the world and can't wait to see where this goes. That's the thing. Like, it, it's, you know, I, uh, it, it, it is capturing what it feels like to be a like elder millennial who doesn't know if they've made the right decisions in life uh-huh. that's that's what this is ironically you know the original ultimate spider-man was like let's get some new readers in this book feels like let's get some lapsed readers in yeah, i feel hey. like it'll probably be the same amount of people <laughs> uh max says hey guys uh hope you're doing well i'm so glad to have my generation's ultimate spider-man i was born in 2003 I can't help but relate to Pete's new struggles and need for change. It captivated me. Mm. That's what it's supposed to do. I think that's what it's meant to do. Uh, So thanks, man. Uh, Girk Peck says, I laughed so hard in Echo when she got her costume that's supposed to represent her people, but it's just another generic MCU costume right out of Shang-Chi. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I feel like there is some... um, I don't know enough about who or the designs came from. I I feel like there was probably some amount of representation there. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm not going to pretend like I know for for certain, but I like to think that maybe someone was in the room at least because it's like there needs to be some consistency with by like the looks for what they're going for. Exactly. Um, But, you know, anyway. And uh, Rami Darwish, happy Monday, guys. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man was awesome and entertaining. Hickman never disappointed me except for Ultimate Invasion. Agreed. Yeah, it's the only time I was like, what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> Jeez. But uh, yeah, so let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Um, I am obviously going to recommend Nightwing number 110. Uh, I don't know if we are at this point where it's like, okay, uh, it's the meme cover. I've seen this meme cover before. Oh, right, 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 right. It's the yelling and the cat at the at the table meme. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like we're doing this now. Like that's that's where we are. Like we're just going to do meme covers from now on. It's it's not per, it's not persistent. It's not prevalent. It's not even like a really big problem. It's just kind of like I don't know if it really works for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it hits. It, it is telling a story like, "Oh, is Damien coming to 
is, is Damien going to be in the Nightwing book and he's going to cause some problems? That seems to be what the cover suggests. Um, or is it just that like they think they're so clever and they want to do memes? Listen, I don't know. Right now, I feel a kinship to that because our cat Ripley today knocked a a full glass uh, candle dish onto the ground. Just like just utterly it annihilated was, it, was, it. Everything was fine, and then the world was in chaos. She was like Jeff Goldblum in in Jurassic Park. <laughs> like it's true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right now I'm like, uh huh. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm digging on it. You can get rid of these. You can just keep looking. Okay. Um, Batman Superman world's finest. Number 23 is coming out. Hooray. This is a great series worth buying. If you haven't already pre-order the series, Dan Moore, Mark Wade. Yay. Uh, Superman number 10. This is Superman as a cowboy in the past. What? Superman has been sent to the past and he's a cowboy. Joshua Williamson. This seems to be a lot of what they've been doing. And Bruno Redondo and Calo Felipe. Yeah, it's true. Um, covers fantastic. But uh, I'm excited for this. It's a fun story. So far, so good. Listen, what do you do with Superman? Yeah, you make him something else for yep. a little bit, I guess. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's doing uh, another uh, odd Elseworlds story. This is uh, not called Elseworlds, obviously, but it is in another universe. Uh, Avengers Twilight number one. Uh, Daniel Acuna is drawing it. I've seen the preview of it. It's phenomenal looking, and okay. it feels really fun. The Avengers get old. It's... it's you know, it's it's Kingdom Come in the in the Marvel universe. Okay. So yep. Okay. Uh, Joshua Williamson and Andre Milana's Cobra Commander is coming out. I've been hearing some good rumblings about this. I'm gonna give it a try. Cobra Commander, getting his own book. All right. I want to see how I want to see what this is. Sure. Okay. Uh, and of course, both of us are gonna be picking up Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman number five. Tom King, Daniel Samper. Daniel Samper is doing the work of his career right now. If you have not been reading Wonder Woman. At the very least, look at the damn thing because it is phenomenal looking. Yeah. But uh, it's also really well written. Uh, I am really enjoying this series. I don't know. You you like it too, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Um, definitely, this book is doing something different. It's a different kind of Wonder Woman book. It's not expected. And it needs to be different because Wonder Woman is not a high-selling book. It's not a very popular series. And it will only sell if you know people get on board. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, speaking of things that aren't worth worth checking out, uh, Jackpot's getting a book, and I just really wanted to say really quick, I'll be uh, dead in the ground before I ever read a book about Mary Jane having powers, and to tie it in with gang war, it's like really insulting. Oh, okay. Just wow, like, that's eat me. I'm never gonna read that. It's just like it's almost like Marvel is mad that Ultimate Spider-Man is doing. It. They're like, here, how about this? And uh, uh, friends of the show, Griffin and Ethan are doing uh, more Kill Your Darlings. Kill Your Darlings number five is dropping uh, this week. So if you are enjoying that uh, independent series, uh, you definitely don't want to miss the next chapter. Nice, 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 nice. I'm just pulling mine up. I know. Right now. Uh, okay. What do we got here? Uh, I'm not necessarily going to read it. I just want to give a shout out. Uh, cable fans. Uh, cable uh, is going to have a number one uh Fall House of X is on that, so if you're interested in what's going on with Cable, feel free. It looks like it's Old Man Cable. Um, and uh, it's written by Fabian Nicieza. Mm-hmm. So that might be something you're looking for. Again, it could also just be an indicator of that we're going back to... Yep, that yeah, after it's all over, we're going to... We'll hopefully you like I, the listen, 90s. We don't know. We don't know. No one has any idea. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll check it out, and uh, you know, I might peek at it. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, X-Men number 30 is coming out. <laughs> the High Evolutionary... I'm reading this. Let's do this. Jerry Duggan. Phil Noto. Oh. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. 
Uh, Justice League versus Kong or versus Godzilla versus Kong number four. Uh, Brian Buccoletto, uh, Christian Duque, Dutes. I don't know. Uh, I I know you're not interested in this anymore, nope. but I like it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Uh, Deviant number three. Uh, talk about um, rated M for mature. Oh yes, that's that's this series. Uh, James Tynan, art by Josh Hickson. Uh, yeah, this is Hickson. Uh, emphasis on that S because there's actually an S after the S, oh, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is this is a dark one. Sweet so, for for sure. You know, if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to see what this was. I, I don't know what it is. No, anyway. me either. Uh, it looks like uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong is getting a monster-sized uh, number one, mm. I guess, re-release. Uh, it's it's uh, 80... also combining both one and two. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's what it is. 80 pages long. Who knows what else? They what might. a weird decision. I don't know. Like, why? Yeah, that issues one and two of the wildly popular adventure. Because maybe some people missed it. Maybe, they... maybe they were like, oh, we could reprint it or we could reprint the first two issues into one book. Yeah. It, it costs less usually to do that than to do two different things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Could so, be, I get it. Could be absolutely that. All right. Um, and then uh, if I read nothing else next week, like literally if I read nothing else, yeah. the only thing I will be talking about um, next week, 100%. Is John Constantine Hellblazer dead in America number one? Uh, written by Simon Spurrier with art by Aaron Campbell. Uh, folks, don't do don't do yourself a disservice. Get this book. I haven't read it. No. Get, get this book. Dynamic Duo's back. Yeah. The original team from the uh... these two are uh, absolutely incredible. Well, it was Aaron Campbell most of the time on That's true. the um, Black Label Sandman Universe, John Constantine Hellblazer, but Rinvice Ice Spurrier, Matteo Bagara would also sub in sometimes, depending on what the story needed. That's true. Aaron Campbell's ca- uh, art is incredible. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. Um, Seeing in person is a religious experience. It is absolutely a totally different experience to uh, see his uh, art up close. Uh, you've probably seen it in some other things. Trust me. If you have any love of all of John Constantine, <laughs> get this book. Please. Comes out uh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. The last uh, run was incredible. Yes. All and right. Cut tragically short. Yeah. Listen, if you like, if you like Constantine at all, yeah. and let's just say you're a Flash fan and you're not loving the Flash on over there, you will love it over here. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just go get it. I assume it's a continuation <laughs> of the previous run, but who knows? I don't know. All I know is Swamp Thing's there. Dream is there. Oh. Totally makes sense. 100%. Yeah. Yes, this should happen. Because <laughs> Dream interacts with Constantine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the uh, first volume. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Do hell it, yeah. Please. I'm, uh, so, I'm like so excited. I can't. I, I know, can't. right? Somebody uh, oh. asked us if you've ever played Uncharted or Last of Us. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity to remind people that you can actually check out Tiffany playing all of The Last of Us. That is to say, Last of Us 1 and 2 and the bonus materials all on YouTube.com slash at Comic Pop Plays. All links to any other channels are in the description below every video we make. But uh, you can also watch Tiffany play video games live on Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop or uh, occasionally simul-streamed on the YouTube channel uh, previously mentioned. Of course, you can follow and subscribe to all those videos and channels on the description below, so check that out. But uh, yeah, you did play all of The Last I've of Us. I played Last of Us and Last of Us 2. Uh, you did play Uncharted as well, but I don't I think I played streamed. a little bit of Uncharted. And I played. A, I think I streamed part of the first one because I was like, oh, I should probably go back because I played like the more recent one mm-hmm. uh, when we got our PS4. 
Yes. And I like jumped into that, but I was like, I don't know what the story is. I think I liked the mechanics of that one more than I liked the mechanics of the earlier ones. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it, that is a, they're fun games for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, no, they, they, they look great. Um, but uh, make sure to check out those channels as well. I believe you stream on Tuesdays and Wednesdays typically. Yes, but I think you're pulling me away this week. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But keep an eye out. Uh, tomorrow, for, for sure. For sure. You'll be and we're going to stream something. Yeah, we don't know because you just I wrapped up Spider-Man 2. I haven't figured it out yet. I, I, I'm, I feel so badly. God of War Ragnarok has been sitting waiting to be played. I just don't know if people care about it at this point. Like, do I just play it on my own? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Well, we we know that uh, we appreciate all of you. Thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you to our chat for being here and yes. supporting everybody and being cool and uh, and respectful and sharing your opinions yeah. about these books that we talked about. And we will see you guys next week with another episode of Off the Rack here on Comic Pop Returns. Of course, if you want more, you can always subscribe and check out more. Uh, Daniel Hospitale says, "Sal, what's your favorite Tom King run?" Uh, you know, they always they 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 blend together at this point, like. It's um, hard. I, I think it's Gotham City year one, but, uh, you know. But run. But, yeah. I, I don't really have a run. I mean, certainly not as Batman, you know. I guess if I had to compare, I think I like his Wonder Woman run better than his Batman run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For, for sure. But if we're talking just like any of his stories, it's I love Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Yep. Um, but Mr. Miracle is uh, an incredible experience. It is indeed. Strange Adventures was so good. That's too. the thing is that, like, it's, it's a problem because there's so many good ones. Um, you should do a classic like Silent Hill. Oh, somebody knows their uh, their audience. Silent Hill 2 is my favorite video game. <laughs> yeah, and you've played it uh, on stream before. Yeah. It doesn't I doesn't mean I can't play it again. I wonder I'm if we've ever. Saying. I don't think I've ever re-uploaded those That's... to the channel, so I'll have to check that out. Re... Well, then we'll just have to restream it. Oh no! And you can do the whole suite. Ding, ding, you can do ding, ding, Silent ding. Hill one. Okay, you can do so Silent, Silent Hill two. One, I got to tell you, Silent guys, Hill three. I do love one story, but the fact is, the play mechanics in that I can't. It's tough. I can't. I, I Maybe just... there's a reboot, isn't there? Not like a like a like a like a not a reskin, but like there's a updated version, isn't there? No. Mm. Weird. No. Human Target is also perfection, so mm -hmm. you should check out that as well. Um, Silent Hill for the Room, Shattered Memories, uh, that one in where it's cold. The Shattered Memories. Okay, the one with the truck driver. Origins. <laughs> downpour yeah homecoming there you go, there you go. <laughs> you, yeah 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 but uh all right we want to thank you all for uh supporting us and uh for checking us out we do appreciate it make yeah. sure uh, to check out everything else we have here on this channel and over on youtube.com slash comic pop thanks a lot for watching everybody thank you tiffany for being here no and we'll see you guys next week with another episode so long everybody bye 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 bye, bye.